Matt, how was your trip to South Carolina, my friend? Good. I feel that I've been mostly off the grid. Uh, yeah. Did you intentionally? Because you didn't really respond to the texts or messages or hardly anything. I just felt that it was okay to do that. Um, it felt that everything <laughs> was under control and I was pretty relaxed. Uh, we, you know, we got, we flew with everybody on a direct flight to Charleston and then got there and we're on the beach that same night, like swimming in the ocean. And as soon as I, you know, as soon as I was on the beach with my toes in the sands and all that, it was, you know, I was in a right. whole immersive environment. And then later in the week, my phone screen broke. So that made it even easier, which How is did, really nice. That, that's an interesting way to say it, it just broke. <laughs> it, it doesn't sound like there. It seems like there's more to that story. <laughs> Well, I, I dropped it in the hibachi restaurant. <laughs> and the hibachi <laughs> chef started swinging it with his. Yeah. <laughs> so then it was the re, then I was felt even more disconnected uh, in a good way. So I was, you know, it was it was nice in that way. I would get on my laptop some and I could check my text messages from there and everything. Yeah. Um, and then uh, coming back from the trip, we just got back and. Uh, I, my, I still haven't got my phone fixed. I'm going to go today, but I was trying to make sure my f- photos and everything were backed up. Right. And then after a week of vacation, I was checking to see if my phone and stuff was backed up when I returned. And I took the time to uh, r- look at all my photos for the, since, yeah. the, since 2015 when Georgia was born and the podcast started. I just took the time to review... Wow. The whole last five or six years by just blasting through all the photos. Like seeing Did you get emotional? Like, uh, yeah, a little bit, but not, I mean, it was just a whole bunch, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, uh, you see your whole life, you know, it took me probably 45 minutes to scan through whatever I aimed my phone at and have clicked on in the last, you know, seven years or whatever it was. So, uh, and it's like, you know, it's like a story because you know, the pandemic's coming, you know, the Joey thing's coming, you know, all this stuff is going to happen right. and you're like, oh my God, what was I thinking at that moment and that moment? And that, so it was kind of fun. I recommend everybody d- periodically do that. You know, if you if you haven't, like you know, you have all those photos and a bunch of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm still meaning to share with people, but I still haven't done that. But you need to go through and look at all the ones and go back and share them with people and and do the whole review. So I hit this morning. I got up at extra early this morning because the time zone shift, and you know, mm-hmm. I feel I feel that it was my most refreshing vacation. Wow, it's good seeing your family then. Yeah, they're a little more boring than they used to be, but it was fun. It was not. It was. I'm saying that kind of helps the relaxation. My family right. when I grew up was pretty. I mean, they, they were stuff. they were a little wilder, but the family that I have remaining is a little bit calmer. <laughs> so it's like it's just a different vibe. My family's totally different than it used to be. Do you attribute that to your mom? Like you think your mom brought the the fun energy or something or what like or is, is it just that they're all older too okay well i'll put it this way just alcohol is a big part of that just no you know if that oh my they family, don't drink yeah nobody in my family drinks anymore man wish i really. could be like that and so it used to be when i was growing up it would just be every time it's a birthday or a holiday or whatever right. my whole family would come over and they would all drink a lot my grandparents yeah. everybody that's what yeah. they did so it was always really fun Fun as hell and then my mom was probably a central figure in that uh and a big drinker herself so um you know that now my dad now is girlfriend is like a i mean i i don't know how to say it but she's just a basic you know she's just a southern church lady so (laughs) what do they call it she's a simp 
Is that what they call it? I don't know. But I, don't I mean, know what a simp is. And so be... My dad used to be a wild man, and now he is just not one. <laughs> wow. It's just so it's just so funny. And then my you know, my older sister is very calm naturally. Right. Uh and then my younger sister is in recovery from alcohol, so she doesn't drink either. And so that's it. Did you drink? A little bit, but I mean, but it just wasn't it's not really that worth fun. it, was it? Yeah, yeah it's just not that. It's not that fun. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I just my I older sister brought a cooler and kept it in the basement. <laughs> what? So you could, y'all could go down there and drink a little? Just pour it in a cup and go sit by the pool or whatever. You kind of it's a little oh, bit yeah, low yeah. key alcohol. It wasn't like yeah, you know. Right. So it's like I don't know, but you know that. But it's still a nice vacation in the in that relaxing way. But my family is just has a totally different feel than it has my whole life. So that's the funny part about it. And my dad and. <laughs> My my dad got this beach house and ma- and the sleeping arrangements are all weird because he and his girlfriend won't sleep in the same room. Oh wow, which is super bizarre. But they are doing it and lying to everybody. I, I have no idea. Of course, I mean, they I sleep in the same so. bed, but but they just want to. That I don't. Have- I mean, I'm telling you, I'm not so sure about what the rules are for her and him and what they do. They have a weird schedule where they visit each other's houses, but I don't think they stay at each other's houses. I don't think they do. So your dad's trying to weigh, does he want to have sex again? I mean, I'm not saying they don't or haven't. It's just, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's very possible that they just don't. (laughs) But I don't know. It seems very crazy to me. She's very Southern Baptist Christian and thinks uh, you don't have sex until marriage, even well, though she's divorced. That's what I'm saying. I think. I think. But why that would you do that? Why would you get married? I mean, why? I mean, I, I just know. can't. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. At that me. age, you, you can't imagine yeah. that you had to have I, uh, the United States government tell you, "Yes, now you can have sex in God's." I'm not sure, okay and I can't it. comment on that. Or, they don't. But, do, they don't know. do the Christian stuff like BJ's or anal. They might do anal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't count. I mean, That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, she, 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 but I mean not she's real a good sex. Christian lady. Yeah. yeah, you can't do the real stuff. They don't. That, they don't do the stuff that's really bad, like vaginal sex or sleep in the same bedroom, like fall yeah, asleep in the horrific. same four walls. That's the that, thing where other people could know that's about. How Satan it. gets you. That's the bad stuff. Yeah, that's the evil, evil, evil stuff there. So. um It sounds pretty relaxing, though. Did you run into Joey Svensson? I was worried you'd be in Charleston and. I was thinking about it. I was thinking, what, what should I do? Leave a, a, a doo-doo bag on somebody's porch somewhere? Well, I didn't know. <laughs> Take a shit and light it on fire. Like as past and Barbara you and Virgil's Joey house. stomping it out? Yeah. No, I was thinking, because Bar- we rode right by Barbara and Virgil's, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I, yeah. I was right by Barbara and Virgil's the whole time. Um, and I was thinking, maybe I'd put a doo-doo bag on the porch. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been so funny. If you had filmed that I know, and put oh it, gosh. I mean, that would just be the, I mean, the. you know what? They would love, it, it, they would love it to, to to like prove how what they feel about about you. It, they would get so much out of it. They would, I would get, get so much, so out, much of it, out of and it, and all the listeners and people that saw the video oh. would get so much out of it. Oh my god! I, I mean, yeah, yeah. they probably try to sue you or get you in trouble <laughs> with the police. I mean, the, the how far it could go would just be amazing. I, mean, I was people, thinking I might see him, but I was thinking if I do, that would be awesome. I mean, what do I have to work? I would just go talk right. to him. Yeah. I would hey just man. go talk to him and be nice. I mean, that's what all I would do. That's what I thought too. It would be awesome, right? I was like, you know, because we were gonna when we went down to Hilton Head, I was like, let's ride over to uh, Charleston, maybe go to Patriots Point or something like that. And I was like, you know, if I saw Joey, I think I, I mean, 
I, I know me and I know you and I know what went down. And I think I would just say, Hey man. Yeah. It was just crazy. Normal huh? and nice. Yeah. Didn't expect to see you here, but here we are. Or so I wouldn't, I wouldn't like run or hide. Out I wouldn't be uncomfortable. I, I don't even. Yeah. Think. I don't, I, cause I, I mean, I think I would be uncomfortable and I wonder, I don't know what would happen. It would be I think fun. It would depend on who he's with too, but um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we, I mean, I was just all the places we've been a million times. I mean, uh, you know, with went to just all the same place. Went to Senior Tequilas and what? Ooh, you did? Yeah, West it was Ashley? so good. Oh yeah. my God! Did you get to go to uh, uh, what's the face barbecue place? I went to Lewis's. Yeah, Lewis's. Oh my God! Was it just as good? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Wow. That's how long were you there? Like uh, a week, almost, basically a week. Wow, that does sound time. relaxing. It it really like. I thought even at like Furnace Fest, when I didn't have my phone all day, they were using it for the hotspot. It it was wonderful. Like I wish, I think I actually need Jess to go. Your phone turns off between this time and this time, and you just can't use it. Yeah, no it, doubt. Like like if I could turn off all the internet and everything in my house just with a switch, and it and somehow I couldn't even turn it back on just for, I think it'd be okay. Because you yeah. tell yourself, yeah, but what if you need it or what if something happened? But mm-hmm. no. It's like no. I would go back and look at my uh, computer and think, "Well, this is gonna. I got to get. I got to see what's going on." Right. It's just that wasn't that much. It never was that much going on. I know, not stuff that it couldn't be handled on its own or figured out. Yeah, as long as people you know I mean? kind of know, like that you're not available, it's not so big of a deal. Right. Turns out, but you know, we like to live in a way where we feel like everybody's depending on us all the time. Makes you right. kind of feel good, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't really want to get bored and think you have no purpose in life and everything's dull and nobody needs you and what, what's the point of life? Right. You don't want to get there. Yeah, but, I always, I, I've always, I don't know why this is so stupid to me, but I'm always jealous when uh, we fly people on their phone typing and, and looking like really intense. Like, I feel like people need them and they have to get stuff done. And I'm over here on yahoo.com <laughs> looking at like something stupid, you know, some stupid news article thing or something. I'm like, how do, how do people always have people to talk to or to do stuff? I feel like I don't. And now it's mostly I think made up. I'd rather, yeah, it probably is. just made up. I, I promise you the more and more I think about it, the worst thing that ever happened to the world is the internet. We do not, we cannot be this connected. It's it, possibly, I mean, the, I, the worst I think thing. that, I think being able to be connected to the whole world and especially just in America, take the rest of the world out, just it, n- being able to talk to people from all over and hear what they have to say, you can't handle it. That's you a good way to say it. You are not right? able to handle it. Regardless. You cannot handle it. Now, it, it is helpful if you could meet those people in real life, like you and I, like I was thinking, um, I think I saw somebody in the uh, Furnace Fest group. Uh, he showed a tattoo and he, it was the uh, rebel flag and he just tattooed over. It. He's like, I'm, I, you know, I, I finally was able to get this covered up. I don't, I don't want this anymore. I don't believe in it. You know, whatever uh, it's disgusting or whatever word he used. And I was like, man, that's really interesting. He at one time thought this is totally fine. I'm gonna get tattooed on my arm. And then now he doesn't. And, and luckily he's in a, a safe place, if you will, where everybody's like, Oh, that's really cool, man. Good to see the change here. Or, you know, a, like he was able to say that and it wasn't, you know, cause I mean, I'm certain there was times where he thought the rebel flag was really awesome. And what if you can never change? Yeah. What if, if you thought something was awesome that wasn't once in your life, even if it's for a few years, you can never get away from it ever. I mean, to do that, like the way culture, it, uh, I was watching this uh, show about it. Wow. Um, that's interesting. It, it, it says that culture is 
what? Oh, I know what it was. I started watching this uh, Monica Lewinsky documentary. Have you seen that? No. It's pretty, it's a little cheesy and all that, but she said she went like the opening uh, little monologue thing she said was, I went from just a completely unknown person to like, uh, all, I was immediately known by everyone as like a slut yeah. or a floozy or a cheater or a person that would try to woo the, like she was looked at as the bad person, you know, yeah. that intern, she's the one, that, you know, back then. I mean, even back during the Clinton administration, you went against the woman, not the president. He, he's yeah, the president. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, that's really crazy to go. Saturday from Night the, Live did. Everybody did. Yeah. Yeah. And so to go from completely unknown to the whole world, now it, behind everybody's eyes is they have a thought about you, but they didn't know. They don't still don't know you still don't know anything about you. They know one thing you did and it's just crazy, but that's interesting. Like the, the more you can be disconnected, I do believe it's better. Like, I mean, I think probably like, you know, the, uh, you folks, the knuckle breaker challenge is coming up. We have officially changed the title to the knuckle breaker challenge because, uh, the big reason why is because 69 kept getting like flagged for porn. And yeah, stuff. So it just, work on I mean, I mean, it sucks that the number 69 can't have nothing causes that much issue. I mean, I, I get it if it's called anal fuck challenge, <laughs> but 69 is just a number. But, uh, anyway, so we're changing that, but I think maybe we should put that in there a little bit more. Yeah, like, phone uh, blackout. That's, I yeah, think yeah, so. Some, that's a good some idea. phone blackout, computer blackout, like get away from that stuff. Cause it just, it's bad, man. It's at it's least bad. something you got to reset from maybe when you wake up in the morning, like I woke up this morning without it. Great. And all that. But when you talk about that guy with the Confederate flag, yeah. he had, okay. When I was, my whole life, when people talk about tattoos, the main thing is that it's permanent and it can ruin your life if you put that thing, if you right. put this thing on your body or what, or, you know, you display this expression, that is the worst and most damaging and most permanent thing you can do. Now, he put the one of the worst known symbols on earth on his body and was able to cover it up. But if somebody has a screenshot of something you once tweeted many years ago, that's way worse. Right. That you can't deal with. That's crazy. You can put a Confederate flag on your arm, cover it up, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. But you, if you said something and right. changed your point of view and that screenshot exists, the tweet exists, way worse than a tattoo. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst thing you could possibly do. I way mean, worse than a tattoo yeah. of a hate symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, not to make this uh, Joey centric, but we deleted the entire bad Christian Twitter, which had I think 20 something thousand followers because we were worried that some of the stuff, I mean, Joey was kind of over that and was tweeting a bunch of stuff and we didn't know what could come back to get us Who in knows, trouble. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, I don't think he said anything, but I mean, Joey has said some Crazy really stuff. Yeah. wild things. That was always gave that me I was like, why nerves. did you say that? Why would you do that? I mean, don't you understand? I mean, don't you get yeah. it? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I actually had the conversation with say, hey, I don't think you should text me this. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they can see your text, but they live for a while. I mean, you better. I mean, I know you're joking and I know you, but, you know, I, I mean, he just didn't. I, I'm, I'm not even really shit, shit trying. I'm not trying to shit on, shit on him here, uh, but it, you're right. The written word on the Internet lasts forever. I mean, it'll go. I mean, there will be people in the future, probably hundreds of years from now that might sift through stuff and go. Oh, we thought that person was amazing, but look, this tweet shows that they're awful. You know what I mean? Like it, it and oh wow, they were so bad. I mean, so many. I, the the best example in the whole world to me ever is. Can you imagine? Uh, we look at you know people shit on LeBron James, but 
can you imagine Michael Jordan living through this time? Like the things that Michael Jordan said and did. I mean, he would have been kicked out of the league, maybe. I mean, he he doesn't continue to live through this time. Well, you know what I mean? Well, he must have learned, but I'm saying when he was LeBron's age and and playing, I mean, the things that the stories that you hear, I mean, you're like, whoa, it's, I mean, there are so many people that if you could find written stuff or, or if there would have been a camera around. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. So, and, and the main thing I think is, yeah, I get it. People are, I mean, right now, lots of people are calling for Dave Chappelle to be canceled in a way. Uh, or maybe not necessarily canceled, but uh, they want him off Netflix, his latest special. Um, he talks a lot about the transgender movement uh, it, yeah. and transgender folks. Um, and I was like, man, what an interesting time we live in because there are people that are wanting to silence a black man. And those same people totally believe in Black Lives Matter and would uh, march and support all kinds of things. And so I'm wondering, is that meaning we are moving into a more realistic way of talking about everybody or like a to me dave chappelle is an artist and worked really hard on something and created it for the whole world and if you don't like it it's the same as art i don't care about the mona lisa i think it's fine now only reason i even know about the mona lisa because everybody said it was great i don't think it's that amazing so i take it or leave it uh but at the same time I mean, Dave Chappelle made a fun of everybody to me. I mean, it was funny about everything, but we're living in a time now where everything is critiqued. We're just talking about Twitter and all that stuff. And I mean, his special now will live on. You know, it, it, there's a camera there and it will live on and people will decide what they think about him. And that's what he will be to them forever. It'll also be judged in the future according to the future standards, though. So what today, right. I mean, he's not going to get in big trouble or anything or get canceled or anything. He'll be fine. But... Maybe. Uh, but, well, what can they do to him? Uh, they can do a lot. I don't know who they is, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, I that's he so, that was, that was one of his jokes. He said, uh, somebody told him, said, man, they are going to come after you. He said, do you mean like the singular they or a lot of they's? I'm butchering the joke, but it, that was a, it was such a funny thing because he's like, you know, the word they now can mean singular. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, you know, but it does, you know, you have to learn and change. I mean, you, you're dealing with your family right now. It's probably better that they are just off the grid and just kind of slow and moving. I mean, it's not better. If my dad was more connected to the internet, it would not be better for him. Yeah, it is not. I used to think, Dad, come on, get a better phone, get on the, get on Facebook. I don't think so now. I hope he never gets on it. Yeah. Well, they, they, but the in anything that you do. <clears throat> Now, or at any point since everything's recorded and, and or archived or whatever it is in the digital age, I guess, I mean, it will be judged by the future standards. That's the weird thing. Oh, like, right. you could, yeah. like if you go back and read a personal letter from like Rockefeller or something, right? You, you could judge him by what he was saying, or, or if you had right. a backroom recording of what he talked like with his friends or something he said in a meeting or something. Yep. Then I'm sure that would it would I'm sure almost everybody in history would sound pretty horrible, but history normally is just archives of things that people understood were public record, or something like that. But now it's it's harder to know. You know, if I think back about our whole podcast for seven years and hundreds of episodes, there's no way. I mean, there's 
there's got to be so many things in there that if you hold them up under scrutiny, it'll look, it would be terrible. But also, I would never want to take any of it down. Like, I know, there, I meet right. people now who say they're going through the whole thing, which yeah, is super yeah, I weird. I met people at Furnace Fest. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm at the part right here before, right when the Joey thing's going mm-hmm. down. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's where they mm-hmm. are. They're caught up to there and they start at the beginning and stuff. So it's just it's yeah. super embarrassing. It's super embarrassing. So that's why you got to leave it. That's yeah, why you can't fix it. Yeah, I, I, I think the answer moving forward is um, the it, it's not a saying you're sorry. It's saying, oh, this is who I am now. That person's not who I am anymore. And that's all I can say. I can't convince can't you say. of that. Yeah, no need to, I can't yeah. even convince you of anything, but I'm just say I can just tell you who I am now. I mean, I, I, I've said a million times, when we started the podcast not that long ago, I certainly thought homosexual folks were evil, sinful perverts. In I mean, 2015, that, those, you yeah. thought all homosexuals were evil? No, no, I, that's, no, <laughs> I, I didn't think, think so. that. No, I didn't think they were all evil, but I thought, uh, yeah, let me correct that. Maybe not then. But, I mean, when we started Emory, at least. Yeah, in 2001, you know, maybe, 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 yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Maybe in 2001, where... You say they were deceived, because, people who were deceived and on a bad path Yeah, I wouldn't say like they that. were terrible people, I would say. And I, I never even really bought into the pervert thing. I just thought, well, that can't be right, because a man and a woman has to be together. Yeah. That is the only thing I can understand, and that's what I've been taught and all that stuff. And then as time went by, now I'm I'm way different. Now, I understand, man, it would have been really awesome if I felt the way I... Or thought the way I do now back then. That would be way better. I wish to God I would have thought more like that and been more open. I had a, a gay guy um, that went to our uh, middle, well, elementary, middle, and high school. And uh, I actually tried to get him to say the talking part on um, um, the what's our uh, state champs volleyball 2006 mm-hmm. volleyball song. Gay's okay. Uh, yeah, gay's okay. And he wasn't because he he kind of does like a local he's in local plays and kind of a theater guy, and he wasn't able to because of time. But um, and I was thinking, man, I what was he? What was it like for him in Greer, South Carolina, in 1992 and 93, and knowing you're gay? And he people would ask him, and he would say, No, I'm not, not that yeah. at all. But but he had to kind of. He wasn't lying. He had to say it because. What then? Then he's only just like your tweet. He's o- only thing anybody knows him for is being gay. Not how funny he is, how cool he is, how talented he is. All those hell. That's the gay guy. The gay I mean, guy, that, yeah. that's what would have happened. And I was like, man, you know. And so I do wish I could have done that faster. But time only moves as fast as it does, and you can only change as as quickly as you can change, or else it's not real. So my dad I, was the. Um, I was trying to explain this to Bridget, I guess, but my dad was. The at his high school, the first year that they integrated, <clears throat> my dad was in high school, and they in a freshman high school, I think the year the first year they had black students at their high school. My dad's school is called James Burns High School, yeah. run uh running rebels. They're just and their and their right. and their mascot was a Confederate flag rebel. Yeah. And, the, and you know that was that's what the school the school's mascot and that school's mascot was like that until I don't relatively recently like when I was young that was still the mascot and stuff yeah like I think that. it was when I was in high school I think yeah. it was still the running rebels and they just it was a Confederate flag and stuff like was part of the whole thing and um but he was in the whatever it was sixties sixties or something when they I don't know my history but uh, I think he was a freshman in high school and they had in his class one 
black kid wow. had to go to Burns High School Ugh. in that class. It was a singular Gosh. one. And and so, you know, that, I'm sure that was just a terrible experience, you know. It's like the gay, yeah. the, it's just the one black kid. And right. then my dad was class president, and they had a reunion, and they just, you know, they wanted to invite him. So my dad wrote him this letter and, you know, a really thoughtful letter and tried to apologize and just say this and that and if he would want to, you know, anything like that. Yeah. And the guy wrote back and said he declined to come and how bad his experience was. And he was like a pastor of a some you know, church or something like that. Yeah. And he wrote back and, you know, declined to come. I, I maybe appreciated the letter, but, you know, he wrote back and let, you know, let let them said share this, what my experience was like or whatever, which is pretty wow. respectful overall. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but they, you know, how they, they just, how could that, and that's just been right. in their lifetime. And then from there to here, you know, it's just, what a crazy amount of life to live from being born in the you know 40s or 50s and be here in 2021 with all right. the stuff that you've i mean the amount of change that people like to hate on all the southerners or all the old white people or something but man they have changed a lot in their lifetime yeah and they're and they're oh. they're sorrowful for what they did right you know, but they were children when they did it, and they're sorry for it. But it's still not going to make up for it. But they have their views certainly have changed. You know, yeah. so that's at least good. Changed to an extent. To it an extent. To a, yeah, but to I mean, they, but I mean, all those people who were in that class now are okay with gay marriage and black people and stuff like that. Like they weren't okay with black people. Right. They weren't okay with that type of person. And then gay just recently, you know right. what I mean? In the same way that when you were in ninth grade, you wouldn't have a very good ability to assess what it would mean to be the gay kid or whatever. But they had that with yeah. people just being black, you know. Yeah. And they're still on the earth today, dealing like you know, trying to figure out, figure that out. And they haven't come far enough either, mostly. Right. Still. So it's just that's pretty weird. Gosh, that had to be so scary. It like, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming up until that high school moment that. That black guy had gone to a school that was all black. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't right. Know. Yeah, and then then the then everybody goes, okay, now you can go to the same school. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll have some friends there. Nope. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only person that looks like me in this entire place, and this is scary. And people are going. I mean, I'm you. I'm certain people said the worst things. Oh, I, oh yeah. In the hall and all this stuff. And he just. I mean, gosh, I can imagine. I can't imagine actually how tough that was. Especially I mean, there's, like high there's no black person at your high school that didn't get called the n-word oh right i mean right it's just a matter of how many times and how badly like there's that that there's no black people at my high school that didn't encounter being called that verbally there's no that, i mean it happened to every that's it, just and that's in the 90s yeah i mean it was yeah yeah anyway all right um let's get off of here what a weird place to stop <laughs> Maybe things are getting better. I don't know. All right. All right. What else we got? Um, I got a really cool radon detector. 
Um, it costs. Still dealing with radon issues. Well, I don't think I have issues, but can you see that? I know the folks at yeah. home can't see it. How much did it cost? One hundred fifty dollars. It runs on battery. I don't know if you can see, but it says that my radon level um, daily has been about three point seven, which is um, three point seven. What is that's the long, units? So my long term average is three point seven. Of what which, units? Does it say what units it measures? Um, no, I don't know what it says. Uh, PCI over L. <laughs> it's like a lowercase p, then a capital C. And then a lowercase i over an L, like a fraction or something. I don't know hmm. what that means. But basically, it's reading how much it's picking up. So the long-term average is 3.7. And then it says the daily average is like 4.4. So I'm a little I'm, – I'm not concerned that much about it, but they, the who or whoever it is recommends that four is as high as you should go. As long as it's under four, supposedly that's a safe amount. Now, this is in my basement right by the – ground i mean on the other side of my wall that i'm pointing to right here is just earth you know it's just this crawl space that's right behind these cement uh, blocks that make up my basement but um i really liked having this thing because i was like i wonder because when they do the test it's only like two days and they just put some stuff out and it, it you know it just changes color or whatever and it just shows you that but this digital one was highly recommended online so i got it and i was kind of happy because i was like man I'm ne i i live i'm now at a time where you know me I've always thought it was the stupidest thing in the world to spend $150 on something that looks like this. Just a little nothing. It looks like a calculator, a cheap bullshit calculator or something. But now I feel like I'm an older man and I spent money on the right thing is how I feel. Like I, I just like I want to get better quality stuff. Like uh, I had to go get an act, you know, that stump I got in my yard. I went and bought an axe. and I was going to get the one that was like $18. It's kind of shitty. I was like, ah, that, it'll be good enough, you know. But I was like, nah, I should get the one with the better handle, has a rubber grip on it, maybe a little bit better blade, figure out what the weight of the uh, actual blade is. And I just I felt like I was just doing something that's a little more adult. Like my whole life has been cheap, go the cheap route, go the cheap route, go the cheap route. And everything's changing. And honestly, I think it started changing with. It's kind of crazy, but I would say in the last two, three years. I started realizing, wait, the way we've ran our business and the things that we do, we don't think we're worth spending money on. So we'll just spend a little bit and then muscle through it or use our talent to get through it. Or, you know, I, I know that we can't spend a lot of money on our show, but uh, we'll, you know, use our my singing voice or your guitar playing or, or uh, our humor to get through stuff. And now I'm thinking more and more like, wait a minute, if we spend money and inv we're investing in ourselves and believing in ourselves, the money is more about believing in ourselves as opposed to we we'll just go cheap because that's all you can afford like yeah. you know so it's been kind of nice like i've been trying to think about stuff more like when i buy things maybe i will get the thing that's a little bit nicer not just to spend more money or that i believe in the brand name but just that it i've always gone so cheap on shit like yeah. just as cheap as i could and that's a reflection on what i think about myself yeah i think it's right it's related to that the uh you know, to feel like you're worth it or something. It, it, it's just you feel it's a it's an adolescent kind of thing. It, I guess it is something like adult because I remember. Uh, I mean, it seems dumb to pay for peace of mind or something, but the older right. you get, it's that's what you get inclined to do. And we probably mostly have experienced what other people would say or I would say is a delayed adolescence, but I mean it in a good way, really. Yeah. Um, 
And especially if you think about lifespans, you know, if you people are going to be living to 120, 140, 200 at some point, yeah. you're going to want a 40-year childhood, aren't you? Right. I have yeah. one. Yeah. I had one. Yeah. That's good. I'm I've I've been able I'm to hoping do- to make it to 50. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I mean, I'm continually doing new things and developing and not yeah. deciding and not pinning down and not committing right. and, and growing for 40 years more. And whereas other people kind of, you know, a little bit, my high school did not do that. Um, so, but it's nonetheless the uh, later stages, it seems like you get into the mode where. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to skip adulthood and go straight to grandparent mode, basically. <laughs> I don't know. That just could go, be kind of cool. Just go into you know, that kind of thing. But the my dad always had would get tools or nicer stuff or whatever and, and have some pride in that. And I just always thought it was a waste of money. Yeah, that's what and, I thought. Because I can't take care of tools. So if I get right. a good tool, I know I'm going to be humiliated when I leave it out in the rain. <laughs> right. I am going to break it. I yeah. am going to break it. I, the axe I have... I broke it because I used it for the wrong thing and hit it right. and thing. The fucking axe thing breaks and I got to get it. Then I'm gonna, but you know what? I know how to fix things. I'm going to get a new handle and I'll put the handle in and then maybe right. I do, maybe I don't. And it's an endless cycle of having stuff. And then if I get something nice and tear it up, that's humiliating. Right. And that's my self-impression of myself. So how am I going to have something nice? Right. <laughs> well, th- I know you're right. It was funny. When we bought this house, the, uh, the guy that was – it was a husband and wife and they're probably late sixties, early seventies. And he had, he, he decided to leave all his lawn care equipment for us. He was like, oh, I'm not going to take it with him. They were going into like a uh, assisted living place. That's how old they were. And uh, they were kind of they definitely retiring and going to be taken care of by nurses 24 seven stuff. And uh, all of his stuff was way nicer. I know he spent a lot of money on it. And, uh, and a lot of it was like electric, like battery powered uh, weed eaters and stuff like that. But his weed eater works so much better than mine. I had this cheap, crappy one that always the 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 line breaks and all that stuff. The lawnmower that he gave us was just so nice and good and works good. And I've been trying to be more aware of it, but you're right. I was like, I bet he treated all this stuff way better. Like I'm sure he took his push lawnmower into the shop to like for you know a checkup. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, a tune up or something like that. Like I think he did all that stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't want to spend money on that, but I probably should. We've been Honestly, one thing that is interesting is there's so much shit that's comparable now to the good thing. You know what I mean? Like, do you really want to go pay three dollars and you know forty cents for the Doritos or the Walmart brand that's a dollar ninety nine? Can you really tell that much? Yeah, you can tell a difference, but it's pretty close. And I just want some chips to go with my sandwich or something. You know, so you just—I mean, all the way down, everything is about getting the cheaper thing that's more affordable. That's why our food, uh, you know, is worse for you because it's way cheaper and they the way they make it and manufacture and produce it's way worse so it's really hard to spend more money on something because you do feel like well what am i doing where's the value here what am i getting out of it but i i just like that especially just with even with our bit like we're going to phoenix this week and uh playing some shows and i got a better car i was gonna get the smaller car that was the better deal and i was like you know what we will be way more comfortable if I just spend one hundred dollars more, and get hundred dollars. That's what I'm saying. And I, and I said, but that way I know we'll have room for all of our gear and luggage, and we can ride around and not feel like uh, jacked up in this weird. I was like, are us forty year olds going to have to really ride around in this little tiny uh, <laughs> uh, economy? What car? did we do, get? Do we and what were we going to get? 
we were going to get an economy <laughs> and it was going to be very small. And that would have meant everybody, you in the passenger seat holding some gear or your backpacks or whatever. And then all the gear in the back seat beside everybody. And we're just scrunched in trying to get it in and out. And I was like, nah, just not going to do it. So what did we I, get instead? We got a full size sedan. Like what kind? So we'll, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the full size is. It's probably like a, maybe a Camry or something bigger than that. I forget what they tell you it'll be like, but this, we got plenty of trunk space and you'll be able to, you know, when we're riding around Phoenix, you'll be able to stretch your legs a little bit and enjoy yourself a little bit. hundred dollar stretch. What you, you really care about the $30. (laughs) You want the $30 for you and Devin and me. We each get thirty dollars, more dollars, yeah. or you can ride around and feel a little bit nicer. You know, I what you always would do like the band spending in the sense that whatever you spend, if you spend it, you could have only had you know one fifth or one sixth or less right. yourself. So that does make it easier, right? But if it was me sure. personally, I'd save that hundred, Joe. No, you but would not. If have. it was, if you got to keep the whole hundred, oh, you mean just you alone? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. I'm telling you, with your family and everything, you would go, ah, it's just worth $100. Oh, God, Lee, I got to do this. And the kids would be all over each other and screaming, ah, it's worth 100 bucks." And you well, just I went to do it. Yeah, I guess. It's like those birthday parties, though, uh, are a thing now. We went to uh, Matt McDonald's kids' birthday party yesterday yeah. at the Bouncy House place. And then, because uh, birthday parties are back on big time now because kid, because their places are open and everybody missed a, yeah. t- one or two birthdays for their kids. Right. So everybody's feeling you got to do stuff. Got to show out. Yeah, so it's a birthday boom right now. But, the uh, you know, you $400 to rent Cost the place? That much? Yeah, oh, and that's what everybody's doing. And it's like, well, yeah, you can have a part. I mean, it's got to be a way to not do that. No, we ain't doing that. That's you not know. how. That's not how the morels were rolled there. We're not spending yeah. four hundred dollars on a bouncy house when the kids don't even. It's like I mean, all the places are like that. I mean, it's like a good business to get into because they don't. It's not right. you don't get that much. You get the room, but those birthday party rooms are fucking horrible. Like They're I gross. hate those. It's it's just such a stupid. Sad. It's so sad. It's a fluorescent light in a box. It sounds no, horrible, no, no. and you go in there and you get okay. I, I mean. It's not, that isn't even yeah. fun. Yeah. When we were living in Tennessee, we went to so many bouncy houses, the same one, every damn birthday party. And I'm like, I, I what I'd said is I would never do this. Cause I go to one every other week. What are my kids going to be super surprised if I go now? I because know. they were just there the last two weeks in a row with this other kid, two kids, birthday parties and the bouncy house things always looks gross. Like it, it looks like it has sickness on it to me. It's always <laughs> never, it never feels like it's that clean. There's always high schoolers working there saying, you gotta do this. No, yeah, oh, that's go, the worst. Go. And I'm just like, what? And you're right. It's just this gross light. And the carpet looks weird, and it's just disgusting. And I'm like, what is happening here? I tried to get talk. I'm, uh, we were going to go to, for Ike's birthday, to uh, the trampoline park, maybe. But I don't even know if we're going to do that now. Um, he was sick, so he couldn't go on his birthday. So I don't even know if we're going to go. I was almost like, man, I want to buy him just to, might just go buy a trampoline. You can just bounce in the backyard forever. But then I'm worried they're going to break their arm or skull. Or what, Lunsford's son, like, almost got his dick ripped off or something like that? Like, seriously. <laughs> he got it like, stuck in something. No, it was uh, his sister landed on his <laughs> yeah, at a trampoline. wiener, and yeah. when he and when he he bounced up, but she her foot went down on it, and it like really kind of injured his wiener. Yeah, that's a freak or something accident. like that. And I was like, golly! And I, I mean, uh, Dave, our drummer, his his son fell off and broke his arm. I mean, trampolines are scary. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine what the in- insurance is like in one of those places. But anyway, they're always 
any kid place is pretty gross. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just not good or it's always disgusting or weird. I, or I totally agree. Uh, $400. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, and it's not even that great. I mean, for birthday parties, at least in the summer, I do Georgia's birthday parties and I lead the kids and set up a field day and do games. And you know, I had to, I run a party and right. it's fun. It's engaged. Yep. And, you know, that thing where the parents have to stand around and the parents suck so bad. Right. The other's parents suck so bad most of the time. I know. I just can't even. I. We have to. I mean, this is home now. Champagne is home, and I really like it. And we are meeting friends, and we're like, we went to the, uh, it was really fun. One thing that was really cool about living here, they had the uh, Illinois University homecoming this past weekend. So we got to go to the uh, parade. parade. Yeah. And uh, it was fun because you saw the band and the cheerleaders and then like people riding their cars with some sign on the side of the car and they threw out candy for the kids. And it really felt like being in Clemson. Like it really felt like like the area around the college. I mean, I guess maybe all colleges, towns kind of feel that way to an extent, but it was really fun. And I was like, man, but we went with a couple of, you know, a couple of our kids, friends went and the mom or here went or whatever. And I was like, man, this is my life. I'm going to have to start being friends with these people because their kids are going to be in my life now for a long time, possibly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, we live yeah. in a small town and it's not, you know, it's not like there's going to be a, a huge shift in population and a lot more people. I mean, there, there'll be more friends or newer friends, I'm sure in the future too, but they, these kids are going to be in my life now. So they're going to know me as Mr. Morrell, you know, my kid's dad. And are they doing what, that? Like? Calling people Mr. Morrell or Mr. Toby and all that crap. Like what are people I guess doing? So. I don't play those games. Well, you just want them to call you Matt? I just, I, when I was a kid, I wouldn't call other people by those names. And when I'm an oh, adult, surprise, I, surprise. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't let other people call me that either. <laughs> I don't like it. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. They, I mean, they might could call me Toby, but my kids don't. So that's what I think. If somebody if my, if my wants kids to be formal, me Toby, I don't want them to. If somebody wants to be formal, I respect that. And you can call me Mr. Carter if you want to play right. that game, but I'm not Mr. Matt. I just don't, <laughs> I just not. <laughs> That's just I'm not doing that. I don't think it's if you're that a military sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Carter, sir. If you want to do that, that's fine. I understand. Yeah, that's what the parents want their kids to act like. Otherwise, let's please drop the Mister. I just really don't like it. Yeah, it was funny too because it's homecoming. You think they would schedule a, a cakewalk team? They scheduled Wisconsin University. Oh, they and good. they just they got blown out twenty four nothing on homecoming. I was like, wow, but it was so fun. Seeing, I mean, we were right across the street for some frat, frat house and everybody was there. I mean, it was, you know, 11 a.m., 10 a.m. And everybody had been drinking. And I was like, man, this is so fun. And there was a time we were talking about. There was a time when we got out of college that I still felt close to that. I was like, oh, yeah, and especially because we were in this band and we were doing, you know, we weren't doing the normal, uh, you know, I, I didn't become a teacher with my job or whatever, my degree. But now I'm not that. I am not. I was thinking if I had to go to a frat house now to a party around all these people, I don't know what I would do. I don't a think frat I could do it. Yeah. Could you could you go to a frat party even if they thought you were cool and fine? You know what I mean? Like it was normal to have, you know, or I mean, I did like, you ever see a 40 year old at a frat party when no. you went to? Well, one? well, there was parents there, too, because it's homecoming weekend. So there were mm-hmm. parents at the frat. And I was even thinking me, I don't I don't think I could stand here with my kid. And us hang out, even if they were 21 or, you know, we were drinking and, and I just, it does not, the, anything about college doesn't really appeal to me anymore. And I would love maybe to get a, a degree in something, 
But even that just seems too intimidating. I don't think there's any part of that life anymore. Like there's nothing about that guy that was early twenties in school that I want to go back and do again. I don't, I don't, I don't want to relive my life over. I know I'm head, I'm closer to the end than I was then, but that whole thing has totally gone. And it used to not be, I mean, I remember being like, you know, let's say we started the band when we were tw- I was 25. So I can remember being 30 years old and not thinking I was that far away from college, but I, I know I was, I'm not saying I was going to parties and all stuff, but I mean, it didn't feel that far. Now it feels okay. Well, the, really I know the last far. time you went to a college party, do you? I, I know what you're going to say. When was it? Uh, where was it at? Was it near Notre Dame? Yeah, it was at Notre Dame. We, we crashed a party at Notre Dame. <laughs> that was stupid as shit, though. They, they were some dumbass idiots. We went to whatever that party was. People I don't remember after, how we got we went to it. It was after did. our show. People was like, oh, hey, there's going to be a party, a keg party. Y'all should South come. Bend, yeah. In South Bend, we're like, oh, that'll be kind of neat. Notre Dame, and maybe this will be really fun. We get there, and you got to pay two bucks each or something like that to get in, and we're like, oh, the keg. The keg was tapped when we got there. I got maybe half a beer or something like that. I was like, what the fuck is this? And it made me mad. And all the people were really stupid uh, that were there. And I was like, golly, they're so dumb. So uh, I know it, <laughs> why you remembered that. What did I do? do you remember I, ju- I, I remember we were causing trouble, but I don't remember the specifics. Well, they were playing beer pong downstairs, but they were all stupid. And we kept saying we kept yelling things while they would play. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was really oh, uh I think I remember, but I don't know. But I know what I did do. Also, because I was in a band and we played probably a giant show with like Hawthorne Heights or something in you know, South Bend or whatever. Uh I walked around with my Sharpie and uh wrote all kinds of shit on their walls. <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> and I mean I had to be late twenties or something like that. But I was like, they, they screwed us on the beer. They were acting stupid. Oh, I remember it was too. We were talking kind of loud. And they were like, Hey, you gotta be quiet, man. Our neighbors. And I was like, what the fuck kind of party is this? Y'all are so <laughs> wrong. You can't even yell or make some noise at a fucking party here. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were probably trying to be rowdier than they were. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is it? I, I thought everybody in the North is tougher and cooler and crazier and they drink and they fuck and they party. So y'all are just pussies, man. Good Lord. You can't do anything. Like, I mean, I know that I'm not much, but I'm doing more than y'all, but yeah, that, that was that story. That was the last college party. That was the last time I ever went to a college. We used to play that church in South Bend a lot. You remember that church? That's probably, maybe that's where we actually played. There was some church that we would play. We played several times. The stage was really low to the floor and we just played. You don't remember that? God, we played there like three or four times. Yeah. Uh, uh, Maybe it was one of those shows. I don't even remember. I don't either. I don't even know. Uh, people keep asking me, like, it's funny now. People keep asking, when, when will Emory tour again? What are you going to do? And I, I don't know. Like, I think we are official digital and fest band now. Special events, yeah. Special events, uh, acoustic shows, songs and stories, stuff like that. But the idea of, I mean, and it, if you had to put money on it, don't you think we will do... Uh, some kind of week or two tour in the future that um, probably is in our future I somehow. I wouldn't rule out anything at all, but the I just think it'll the the I think it'll be different. You, I I don't know. It's hard to imagine why you would 
just go city to city playing greatest right. hits in Jacksonville to pick up a guarantee that's medium sized. So, right. th- but there could be opportunities that come. I think partly from the pandemic, the value of stuff is actually higher for stuff yeah. that matters. So, if there's a special enough event, and I think there's less and less bands that survive, so there are yeah. more fans for us and less competition. That is yeah. true. And we will survive and do well, and a lot of bands the pandemic took out. Right. And a lot of bands have broken up before, and now some bands will come back. But either way, the stuff that will survive will have less competition than it ever did in the past. So if the market demand is there, and if new if there are new opportunities – like festivals and cruises and all these things, we're likely to have more and more opportunity in the future in my mind. But right. I but I don't know what opportunities would really be. You need to go to these club shows a bunch in a row. That it, I don't know what that doesn't seem like it's it's going to be the main model. Uh it'll always exist, but I don't I don't know that it would make a lot of sense at our size or what it would be. So if if Thing, if the money was really there and we got some bigger opportunities with bigger bands, it, you know, you, I, it, I'm open to it, but I, I don't know that that would happen. But I think there'll be more and more to do digital and special event wise, maybe that's even more profitable, which makes the picking up guarantees town to town less interesting. Yeah, if I'm going to go to the town, I want it to be good, profitable, fun, and uh, great value to everybody in that town including us. That's, that's the, that's the thing now. Cause you're right. Like just trying to, that it's funny. Like our career, we went from, Oh my gosh, you have to have record sales mean everything. And if, if those sound scans aren't in, then bands won't know how valuable you are and you won't get to, you won't get on good tours and it matters so much. And you got to have a CD and the CD matters so much. And, uh, you got to work with this, uh, engineer or this producer and this you know what this person will master your record and it's the best and all, and all these things and i'm like man it all seemed like everything mattered so much no that's all gone that's I mean, not but that, coming just back. just in our career yeah though you know what i mean like our short career like i was thinking about like you know rolling stones or something or uh, guns and roses i mean look at what they changed from from like tape and how they recorded stuff and what how much money was spent on them I mean, think about how much money major labels spent and still didn't really spend that much, but it seemed like a lot. But, you know, still, I mean, there was so much money back then in the 80s and 90s, early 2000s. And now you're seeing more and more like with our new record, rub some dirt on it. That people are like, wait, uh, we might be moving into a real time. This really might be the change, like similar to the change from hair metal to grunge. Like we might be now where it's like, wait a minute. We always had these super produced records and fame mattered and what the lead singer looked like mattered and what they were about, you know, and being a rock star. And now you're going to see more and more people that just create something amazing in their basement for under a thousand bucks. And it's going to be huge and it's going to feel more real and be more real and be more important. And there'll just be more of that, like less production, more. Oh, I actually feel something from this. I think it's coming. Yeah. On our question stream, we, it was our, at this point it was our biggest show that made the most money so we could tour that act it'd be like taking a show from broadway and then it goes to all the places so even still you'd want to take a premium experience that was special like that and then take it locally if there was enough demand for that 
yeah. basically. But the, but that the show itself already, and it goes and it, we literally shoot it in like uh, rub some dirt on it in a basement, and then send it to everybody directly, and then the interaction right. is going to get better and better online. And then there'll be plenty of special occasions to do it in physical space as well. Right. So as those merge together, then I think that's it's just it's pretty obvious that that that's right. going to overall work. Well, also the realization of like uh, I think it's funny. I don't think people understood how important audio quality is. So you would just somebody shoots something with their phone, and then you go, "Man, I was at this show, and it just sounds bad." And you watch it for a second, like, "Oh, that's really cool. I wish I could have been there." But yeah. now, with audio, the audio capture, like how, how we've been doing some of the stuff we did with Furnace Fest and with Beloved, um, we're going to be able to give you the audio that you actually wish you had at the show. You don't yeah. have that good audio at the show. Yeah. You won't have that experience because of how loud it is. At all the, the show, people the there, sound the, always sucks. Yeah. yeah, the sound always. That's what and everybody always you're says. You're usually in a spot where you can't see that good. Right. So now you're going to get the better experience at home, and so the live event will be important because you want to be around people or you want to feel like going something to a football a, game. Right. Right. Is, is yes. different than watching it at home. It's just normally you'd rather be at home. Just sometimes you want right. to go to a game. Yes. So I think it's going to be way. More like that. Right. Like our shows, I think our shows should start involving tailgating and way more experience. Yeah, we need a culture. Just the, show. Yeah. This, the actual show, the Emory show you'll go to, it'll be fun to see us and that'll be neat, but there'll be tailgating other things, right peripheral idea. things around it that'll be way more fun. I think the sports model is the key. Uh, sports, martial arts, and even comedy and music and musicals. I mean, not, all those are similar. Uh, Technology is going to make them all kind of one type of event so if you think about when we watch fights together yeah don't we watch fights together does it we just do it's just i'm in seattle and you're there but we're watching the fight right we'll stream it in pillar or however we share it so we share that and then we're either chatting or on a zoom at the same time and those overlays are going to be there so we're going to be hanging out with 10 people in a private room on an overlay of a fight or a football game or a concert or something, right. and you'll be with other people remote watching a thing that's happening in real time or even previously recorded. Either way, you'll be experiencing it as an event with other people in higher quality, and it you'll feel that you'll feel something in that experience that is way more like watching TV, watching a football game on TV, and the quality right. is absolutely better without a doubt. Yeah, and being there is really cool too. So you know, the beloved shows a good you know experiment about that. I feel that that'll be like watching a football game. Like it happens or it's right. happening, and you're getting to watch it on TiVo or delayed or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. of course, you couldn't be there. But this is going to be like a lot closer to being there than anything else. So it's right. it, and then the quality in some ways can be higher. And then the way to make revenue and figure that out, it's just all to be developed. But it's, I mean, think of how much more revenue there was once football went to TV. Right. Football was a huge industry with massive revenues, and then it went to TV. Yeah. Same with boxing and all that, you know, like that's still to come in, in other stuff. 